y'all it's jazz and i'm back with another episode of and all that jazz podcast so um this week's episode is going to be another one about stuff that brings joy to me um i or brings me joy uh i was looking at i came across this post on social media i think last week week before last and they said that black joy is also a form of resistance and I that resonated with me truly 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 resonated with me because it's the truth like we can march we can scream we can protest we can do I mean we can have multiple calls to act calls to action but at the end of the day our joy and our our existence is also a form of, re- of also a form of resistance. So um, I'm going to talk about a few things this week that bring me joy. And this will be a shorter one, uh, a shorter episode. This won't be like a super, super long. I say that. And every time I say that, it always ends up being long. But um, hopefully this will be <laughs> a shorter episode. So um, let's start with one of the things that happened this weekend. So you guys know that I typically record um, a few days before. So I'll either record um, the weekend before or the day before it drops on Tuesday because, you know, life is a thing. Post-production is a thing. And I do all the production and stuff myself. So I like to give myself a little bit of time to do that. Um, And this past weekend, Saturday, as a matter of fact, uh, was June 27th. Now... For those of you outside of Houston or those of you who don't necessarily know Houston music culture, it might not be a big, I mean, it might just be another day for you, but uh, I love my city and I I truly, truly, truly love my city. We are, um, we're extremely diverse, uh, but one of the things I feel like one of the things that you you ask any Houstonian honestly um or any Houstonian especially like my age they will know about June 20 like you asked them was June was June 27th and um especially if they yeah if they're yeah yeah my age or maybe a little bit older and younger so they would know so June 27th for some reason people think that that's DJ Screw's birthday is not his birthday and I guess I probably need to explain who DJ Screw is. DJ Screw is one of the most well-known DJs here in Houston. Um, I feel like he's actually known national too, nationally, too. He might even be known worldwide. Uh, but DJ Screw kind of perfected the whole chopped and screwed. Um, it's not a genre, but it's like a chopped and screwed method. So chopping and screwing a song... Uh, and for some reason, I, I don't know why we don't say screwing and chopping because we screw it first. So it slows it down. Screwing means you're slowing it down and chopping it means you literally chop it up. So like you'll repeat something. Um, and songs, a lot of songs have a natural, like there's a natural progression where you, at least in my head and I know a lot of DJs feel this way a lot of musicians feel this way there's certain songs they just have a natural progression where you know where you can chop it up 
and I will probably, if I can find um, a Spotify playlist or put one together, if I can find enough spot, uh, songs on Spotify, um, enough of my favorite Chopped and Screwed songs on Spotify, uh, I might put a playlist together for y'all. But very rarely, what sucks is that very rarely will you actually find them on streaming services unless these are, unless that's a very new thing. Um, very rarely will you find them on streaming services because I guess rights, like music rights or whatever. Uh, oftentimes you were getting CDs from beauty shops or barbershops or school or whatever like that. And they would slow down and chop up whatever song was popular at the time. So um, I grew up listening to Chopping Screw music. Great. Love Chopping Screw music. One of my favorite current DJs who every now and then, every now and then he will... I mean, because he has a million and one things going on, but Tori used to be really good about um, chopping and screwing albums, like really good. And I don't know if it's because so much music is dropping all the time, or like I said, he does a million and one things because he, he does a million and one things. Uh, DJ Auditory is one of my favorite, favorite current DJs to chop and screw uh, albums. So, or chop and screw songs, period. So yeah, so June 27th, June 27th is the name of a track where I think it was like five or six. It was more than one rapper. It was more than one. Anyway, they freestyled for 37 minutes. 37 minutes. The song played, the beat played for 37 minutes. And... I I mean, I feel like I've only listened to the entire thing maybe twice in my life. Maybe. And that's a strong reach. It really might have only been like one full time because it's 37 minutes. There are EPs out now that are not even 37 minutes long. I feel like Bruno Mars is 24K, uh, 24, uh, yeah, 24K ma- Magic uh, EP wasn't even 37 minutes long. So... Anyway, um, and if you grew up in Houston, like you spe- like I said, if you grew up, if you're around, if you're around my age or younger, um, you've probably heard every band in the Houston area play June 27th, like every high school band, marching band, every, um, college marching band. It's just, it's a crowd favorite. It's a stand staple. It is... It's just a favorite of ours. It gets everybody moving. It makes everybody happy. Um, and we celebrate DJ Screw Day on June 27th. So I was watching a friend of mine's IG story. And he uh, it was this clip of Jermaine Dupri talking about like beats he's done over the years and all the stuff like that. Now, mind you, Jermaine Dupri, Jermaine Dupri is from Atlanta. Keep this in mind. Jermaine Dupri is from Atlanta. So he starts talking about um, how he starts talking about June 27th. And I'm like, why is he, why is he talking about, like, why is he talking about DJ Screw in June 27th? He's like, yeah, so I did the June 27th beat. And like I said, DJ Screw chopped and screwed songs. I don't know if he ever made a beat. Like, I don't, because he was a D, I don't know if he ever did that. But it never dawned on me that the June 27th song or beat was the actual song prior to that. So um, Jermaine Dupree was like, yeah, I did it for Criss Cross. And I'm like, 
what? So then he like plays a deconstructed beat. And then I hear the crisscross song. And then I hear the crisscross instrumental. And I'm like, holy shit. This is June 27th. Oh my gosh. So learn something new. Definitely learn something new every day. Uh, I was 31 years old when I found out that Jermaine Dupree did the original June 27th beat. And then I was also probably, I don't know why it just hit me because I've known both of these songs for years. Um, but Knocking Pictures Off Your Walls by Young Star. I think that's who sings it. A lot of these songs, I don't know who sings it because I just grew up listening to them. But um, but yeah, Knocking Pictures Off Your Wall and June 27th are essentially the same beat. Uh, the da na 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 na. It's a it's in a different key on knocking pictures off your wall, but it's the same beat. And I was like randomly in the restroom washing my face and humming the song, and then was like beating down your block and knocking pictures off your wall. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the right song. And when I came in my room and I played it, I was like, whole another holy shit moment. It's the same beat. Um, now you guys might not have, if you're not from the South or if you're not from Houston, uh, or from Texas, you might not know June 27th, but you've probably heard Drake's November 18th, which samples June 27th, which samples, um, crisscrosses. So the name of the crisscross song is the streets are all right. I think, I think that's the name of it. Hold on. I think it's because it's from the it's from the Tonight's the Night EP. Oh, it's not the streets. All right. It's called the streets ain't right. The D.A. streets ain't right. So, um, yeah, just a little music history. One of the two of the most famous songs from Houston were definitely done by Jermaine Dupri. <laughs> Shout out to him. Um, so yeah, now that I've spent enough time on that, I want to get into a few of the things that bring me joy. So um, I talked about this a little bit on the blog last week, and I kind of wanted to get into it on this podcast because it is, I feel like it's a, it's a new wave, but it shouldn't be a new wave. Um, so I'm, I'm referring to shopping at black owned establishments or, um, yeah, no, for the sake of this podcast, shopping at uh, sake of this episode, shopping at black owned establishments. Um, I have, I've, when I shop small, when I can, I try to shop small. Um, especially for things that I can get at smaller businesses, because I know that, it goes a little bit further for them, but um, I have definitely been more intentional about shopping at black owned establishments uh, recently. And this doesn't mean that I'm no longer supporting businesses that aren't black owned. Um, I'm just making a a conscious effort to support black owned businesses whenever possible. So whether it's me buying directly from a vendor, like at a restaurant or a pop-up shop or Etsy shop or via, via a major retailer like Target or Walmart, Um, I'm going to make sure that my dollars are not only stimulating the economy as a whole, but stimulating the black economy. So, um, I, like I said, I did a whole blog post about this last week and I shared some local black restaurants 
here in Houston that, well, it's like a a list of, I think it was like 300 restaurants, um, that one of my favorite local food bloggers put together and all different price points, all different locations around Houston because Houston is huge. The greater Houston area is huge. And some restaurants I just won't get to because I don't venture to every part of Houston and not, I mean, it's because it's just far, especially during this quarantine period. So, um, he has them by location. He has them. I think he, I don't think he has them listed by price point, but if you go like further back on his, um, Instagram page, he has like different price points and stuff like that. So really dope, very dope and shout out to him for getting that list together. Um, but I shared a few other, um, black owned businesses that I've been supporting recently. So, um, I know a few restaurants that I want to, that I want, definitely want to highlight. So wing quarter. So let's back up. I live in the midtown area of Houston. It's a, it's near downtown and yeah, it's near downtown. So I regularly venture to the third ward area, the OST area, um, I was raised on the north side near spring. Uh, my parents are near Pearland. So though these are the, it's a huge stroke of like, <laughs> it's very broad. <laughs> these parts of town aren't the closest to each other, but these are the parts of town that I visit regularly because I have people in these parts of town. So, um, since I've been home, especially during COVID, I've been ordering, from these restaurants online. So, uh, Alfreda's, which is a soul food spot in third ward. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Wing quarter. Love it. Love it. Love it. There's the baked potato. Oh my gosh. I forgot the name of it. They do amazing baked potatoes, like fully loaded. So many different toppings. I never would have thought of. Um, there's so many different spots. I mean, I highly recommend, I'll probably put the his the Instagram carousel in this in the post about uh this podcast episode again and then I will also link it in the description of this podcast episode because if you are in Houston I highly recommend you venture to some of these restaurants because they're really good. Really, really good. Craft burger is really good. Um but yeah, so but not just food. More recently I've also been consuming or yeah I've also been a consumer of beauty products from black owned brands so I tried out I ordered some complexion products from Juvia's Place recently and I don't know what it is about makeup especially complexion products from black owned businesses like black owned businesses but they get it they get it so Juvia's Place they, I feel like their price point is pretty regular. Their foundations are like 20 bucks. So it's not a drugstore, but they often have sales. Cause I think I paid, I think I paid, um, like 30, less than 40. I know it was less than 40 for a foundation, a concealer and like a, um, a matte foundation, a concealer, and then also a stick foundation plus shipping to me. So crazy to me. I paid 40 for less than all that or for Less than 40 for all of that. Um, and it matches perfectly and it stays in place. So I have combo skin and have always been 
matte I, I tend to lean towards matte products as far as like foundations go um I still said it plus I live here in Houston so humidity is king here here in Houston um so I lean towards matte products and the price point is on point the color options are on point the undertones are on point it's just everything plus Fenty I mean it's just everything so I highly I think I've been using my Juvia's Place products for about two weeks now and I love them I mean I love it I haven't I know they're in stores I think they're in like Sephora or Ulta or something like that um I don't know if they have the complexion products in there but I know they do have the eyeshadow palettes and I haven't tried those yet but I've heard that they that the payoff on those is phenomenal so that'll be my next venture from them but I love absolutely love the complexion products um another brand that I've tried recently uh, or that like I bought for myself recently and then because I tried it and I loved it a friend had it and loved it Aunt Jackie's so it's a hair it's a hair uh it's a hairline and I've tried I tried their it's like a curling cream or whatever like that one of my best friends has been using it for years and I tried some of hers once and I was like oh my gosh I need to find it when I tell you guys I hunted it down that particular item down in stores for months before I finally decided to just order it on Amazon come to find out they don't sell that line in stores anymore you can only buy it online so that's fine I um, bought that particular product on Amazon I bought another product from Target I think I think I placed the order and got it from Target um, or CVS or something like that uh, and then I was one of my friends was doing a whatchamacallit uh, she was doing a purge she was cleaning out her her products and she was like hey y'all I have these products some of this stuff isn't even open and two of the things to the unjacket products that she had weren't even open um she gave them to me and I was like okay bet this will work so I mean I like I said I'm trying to be more intentional about the products that I buy and the products that I use um and to make sure that I am supporting black owned businesses because we have to like we absolutely have to oftentimes they are smaller businesses um, and so I want to make sure that these businesses are able to not only survive, but thrive, especially during these COVID times, uh, not necessarily like the beauty ones, cause I've figured they'll be around for a while. Um, but especially these restaurants, I want to make sure that they're able to ride out the times. So yeah, what's another one. And speaking of beauty, I tried a new wash and go routine recently and I love it. So the gel that I use is not from a black owned company. In fact, I had never seen this gel at beauty supply stores, like local beauty supply stores. Um, like I've been using eco style gel for years when I wanted wash and goes. And honestly, I haven't done that many wash and goes because they typically leave my hair brittle. And I mean, I think I've mentioned maybe three, I think I have a few blog posts about them, but I typically don't. I'll do a twist. I'll put some two strand twist in my hair and I'll let my hair dry because it takes at least, at least 18 hours for my hair to dry naturally. I try not to put too much heat. Another reason why I don't do, do, do a lot of washing goes because I try not to put too much heat in my hair. So anyway, um, one of my friends introduced me to this gel and she was like, it goes very well with this Aunt Jackie product. 
uh, blah, blah, blah. We saw a few YouTube videos. And I had the best wash and go for like a week and a half with these products. So it's the Extreme Wet Line Gel. The white, the clear one, the clear one, because they have clear, blue, green, and then they have this brown gel that kind of looks like the Ampro gel that I've tried to stay away from because when you wear that gel here in Houston and you sweat, your sweat is brown, and that's not cute. So I've been using the clear one. You can get like 32, a 32 ounce container for like $3, which blows my mind that you can get that much gel for that small cost um and it works so well so um i did a wash and go and coated my hair so i use my regular shampoo conditioner no problem then i detangled my hair and um used some of the aunt jackie's cream to like as a leave-in and then i used some of that gel on it and oh my gosh I had to use my diffuser to, um, I let my hair dry for like an hour and then I used my diffuser to diffuse the rest of it. Y'all, my curls were popping. Now shrinkage was real. That's another thing about washing goes. Shrinkage is real and I am still learning how to stretch my hair with a hair dryer because I'm so used to doing two strands and that natural, I mean that stretches my hair or stretches my curls. Um... Shrinkage was real, but by like day three, ooh, yo, amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, I loved it so much that I was able to rock it out for a few days before I thought to like pull it back into a bun. So if you know me, and if you've known me for a while, I typically don't wear like slick back styles. Um, primarily because my hair does not like to stay down. My hair does not like humidity and will curl up in a quick moment. Um, that was not the case with this gel. I was able to spray it, wet it a little bit, put a little bit more, uh, leave-in product on it, and then put a little bit of gel on top of it. And my hair stayed <laughs> slick, like slick. I hadn't worn a slick back ponytail in year years prior to that and was able to pull it off for a few days and absolutely blew my mind so not only does this wet does this extreme wet line gel define my curls and leave them like soft like not crunchy but it was able to slick my hair down too and it's like i what have i been doing prior to this so all my natural girls out there do yourselves a favor, go to Target, go to Walmart, whatever. You shouldn't be spending more than $5 for this like huge 32 ounce container. Get yourself some extreme wet line gel and it'll change your life. I'll be doing a blog post about it so you guys can see like actual pictures and stuff like that. But please, 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 please do yourselves a favor and get this wet line gel. And I know you're probably thinking gel, that's, that brings you joy. Yes, the fact that this gel, that this gel is multi-use and it works on my hair, that does bring me joy. It's the small things that bring to me joy, and that's one of them. Another thing that brings me joy, another like, I don't know if this is necessarily small, but another thing that's been bringing me joy recently are um, these, a lot of the shows that I've been watching. So um, Dirty John started up with season two about Beth Broderick and her case, and um, that show is, whoo, 
it's intense. Like I didn't realize how manipulative her husband was. And I mean, yeah, she shouldn't have killed him and his new wife, but he, and I don't want to victim blame, but just watch it for yourself. Watch it for yourselves because she was wrong. He, this is one of those, both of them were wrong. She shouldn't have killed them, but I can see what pushed her to that point to where she snapped. That show was so good. I think we're on like episode five or six on USA. Do yourselves a favor and watch that. Um, I've also been watching Council of Dads on NBC and I have to give it to NBC. Um, they are really good about pulling heartstrings. First with This Is Us and now with Council of Dads. And I didn't, like, I was fairly certain that I wasn't going to be able to get my weekly cry session now that This Is Us is on, like, the season's over. But then I started watching Council of Dads. And it's, about, it's a show about this family um, whose father passes away from cancer. But before he dies, he uh, enlists his three best friends to help essentially step in and fulfill like be that father role to his kids because he has like four kids two oldest five five kids five kids because they had a baby right before he passed so five kids um it's so good it's super inclusive there's episodes about every it's so good and I find myself crying every week uh, so please do yourself a favor. If you like This Is Us, if you like shows like that, that make you cry, that pull at your heartstrings, watch Council of Dads. Um, and then last week, I finally gave in and binge watched The Shy. So The Shy is this episode on Showtime. Uh, Insecure was over and I was looking for like a new show to kind of like get into and for ye- for two years because the show's been on for two years. Um friends and family members have been telling me you need to watch the shy you need to watch the shy you need to watch it it's really good you need to watch it and I'm like okay I'll get into it blah 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 I gave into it I started it last Sunday I'm now current and <laughs> I watched two seasons 10 episodes each plus the two new seasons for or two new episodes from season three it is so good um I it's it has a little bit of violence. I mean, it's about Chicago and it's about black people in Chicago. So it has a little bit of violence, but the stories are so good. And I love how they overlap and weave in each, like weave through each other. Um, it's good. If you like shows like that, if you like shows like Queen of the South, if you like shows like Snowfall, stuff like that, you'll like The Shy. Give it a chance. Uh, and then... I think one of the big, one of the things that's going to bring me like a lot of joy this week is the fact that Hamilton is dropping on Disney plus this Friday. So I saw Hamilton a few years ago when it came, when it toured to Houston and then they announced it was coming back and then COVID hit. So I bought tickets for me and my stepmom to go see it here in Houston. And then it got canceled because COVID. Um, and we found out that they were dropping it on Disney plus a year and a half early. So I think they were supposed to release it in the Disney bought the rights to it or license the rights or whatever. I'm not sure what the, the full back end thing is, but they were going to release it in theaters next fall slash winter and COVID. 
So <laughs> they decided to drop it on Disney Plus a little bit early. And by a little bit early, I mean a year and a half early. So on Friday, July 3rd at midnight, Hamilton drops on Disney Plus and I cannot wait. We do early Fridays at my um at my firm. So this Friday is one of my early Fridays. So I will be logging off at three. Heading to my parents. Actually, I might work from my parents' house that day because I'm still working from home. Um, so I might work from my parents' house that day and then just shut it down at three. But I was um, scrolling through Twitter and I saw Lynn Manuel Miranda tweet out something about, what are you guys going to have for your viewing party food for um, for Hamilton on Friday? And it never dawned on me. I've been trying to figure out what I wanted to do because I knew we were going to watch it together. Like I knew I was going to do a viewing party with the family. Um, I just didn't know what we were going to do. Cause like I gotten my ref- the refund for the tickets and we can't really go out to restaurants and all this stuff like that. I mean, you can, but you can't. It's the whole thing. Texas is back on lockdown. It is what it is. I don't think we should have opened up as much as we did, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so people started dropping these ideas for their Hamilton viewing party food. And I was and I immediately, immediately called my stepmom. I was like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're going to do da, 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 da. I was like, do you have Twitter? She was like, yeah, I don't use it. I was like, it's okay. I'm sending you this link. We're going to do some of these uh, recipes for our Hamilton party on Friday. She's like, okay, cool. So off the top of my head, I'm thinking we're going to do cheeseburger sliders for Aaron Burr. History has its fries, history has its fries on you to go with the cheeseburger sliders. Um, and we'll probably do shots because why not? I mean, (laughs) we'll figure out something else. Other snack foods. Um, we could do, somebody said something about Rochelle boneless wings, which are good. And I feel like that might be good for the kids. I feel like the kids might like boneless wings. Um, and I'm so excited. Like, I already know, I know a lot of people who are going to be watching it on Friday and I'm probably going to watch it a few times. Like there's no doubt in my mind, if I do work from my house before I go to my parents' house, I'll probably watch it at my house and then watch it again at my parents' house because I'm going to need to watch Hamilton at least once a week, at least once a week. I already listened to the soundtrack at least once a week. I might as well watch it at least once a week. So looking forward to that. Um, Another thing that is bringing me joy like speaking of like going to my parents house and doing the viewing party seeing my nuggets uh whether it's like virtually or in person last weekend we went out to eat as a family and we had one of my nuggets my oldest nugget was there his sister was at a uh, sleepover with her cousins and with my other little cousins so it was nice seeing him in person and hanging out. And then my youngest nugget, I was FaceTiming my parents yesterday and she was over there. So I was FaceTiming her and it's, I love being an aunt. Absolutely love being an aunt. I like, um, babysitting them and sending them home. (laughs) Um, I definitely want to be a mom. There's no doubt in my mind that I want to be a mom. I don't want to be a mom right now. So I'm really enjoying auntiehood or nannyhood because they call me nanny uh and being an aunt makes me love my IUD that much more (laughs) it's definitely been a minute since I've spoken about spoken about that 
on here and for those of you who know me in real life and i mean I've, like i said i've talked about my iud and birth control on the podcast before my iud gives me life like it it is very it brings me joy the fact that i don't have to remember to take an oral contraceptive or i don't have to worry about getting a shot or anything like that um i've had this little baby in place for this november will be five years so it'll be time for me to get it swapped out for a new one um and i have had a really good experience with it um i shouted from the rooftops hamilton reference um as often as i can i encourage so many people if they are if they're looking to go the iud route i highly encourage the marina um and this might be TMI, so if it is, please feel free to turn it off at this point. But, um, or please feel free to turn this episode off at this point. But, I have had it in since November 2015. And I haven't had a regular period since probably February. 2017 I spot it for 90 days when I first got it which happens that's very rare but it does happen um then I haven't had a period since then so um I had one randomly when I went to Barcelona with my stepmom in 2018 um or did we go in 2017 no whenever we went had one in, in Barcelona but I feel like that was more about the like the altitude um and then I'll randomly spot, like if, randomly, like if I'm doing something too vigorous, um, I'll spot. But other than that, no, I haven't had to buy tampons or pads or anything like that. And I have not had to worry about an unwanted pregnancy. So, at, because in my case, that would be an unwanted pregnancy. I do not want to go the biological route for children. I haven't wanted to go the biological route for children since I was eight years old. Um, and I will definitely be getting another IUD. Because for me and my lifestyle, this is perfect. I don't have to worry about, um, like I said, I don't have to worry about taking an oral contraceptive. I went that route. I totally did that at first. And the one that I was on, it didn't work best for me. It changed my mood. It altered my mood. Um, And then I had to remember to take it. And then you have to remember to take it around the same time. And it just, no, it wasn't wasn't the best for my lifestyle. Um, I know people who have Nexplan, who have like arm inserts. Uh, I know people who use NuvaRing. I know people who do the shot. Um, but I know what works for me. And for me, my IUD is what is what works best. So the implant that I have in now was approved for five years. Um, I've been doing some research. I think they're now going up to seven years. They're going up to at least six years. So... Um, I will definitely be getting one. I think it might be going up to seven years too, like where you can have it in for seven years. I will be getting another one. And then after that, I will be getting another one. And so I'll be 32. So if I get in for seven years, I'll be 39. And then another seven years is 46. And shoot, I might be good for another three before (laughs) I hit menopause. Um, (laughs) Because yeah, I don't, no, I don't want to go the biological kid route for parenthood. And what's what kind of baffled me 
was that prior to me getting this, like I said, I got this in 2015. Prior to me getting this, I tried to do a lot of research and to like the and what it was like on getting it implanted um, or people's experience with it, period. And there was not a lot of information out like that. Of course, there were stuff on medical websites and stuff like that, but people weren't talking about it on their blogs, which was weird to me because blogs were very popular then. Uh, but yeah, people weren't talking about it on their blogs. And I guess it's it's one of those things where it's weird, but it's not weird because for some reason, women's bodies are still heavily policed by people who aren't women. Um, and I guess they were just afraid to talk about it, but I haven't been. So what, one of the things I wanted to make sure that I do with my platform was to speak about topics that are often seen as taboo, but aren't like uh, menstruation is natural. Having a period is, it's natural. It's literally as natural as breathing. So I don't understand why people are afraid to talk about it and they use cutesy terms no so um I wanted to make sure that I not only had blog posts about it like documenting my experience with it but also I wanted to make sure that I talked about it on the podcast so that you guys are able to hear tone you're able to actually like tie the two to what I'm saying I've done campaigns with uh, on, on every piece talking about my birth control decision and um I mean, if you, like I said, if you met me in real life, I talk about my IUD all the time, all the time, especially when we're talking about birth control, because I highly recommend it. Um, so yeah, I will probably do another update one, one or two more before I get my new implant in. And then I'll definitely do another update once I get it in, once I get my new implant in. But I want to make sure that we normalize this conversation. I know normalize is a phrase that it's a word that people are using a lot now, but it's, I feel like it fits in this situation. We do need to normalize these discussions because our bodies are doing what they're supposed to do, like what they are naturally designed to do. And people are afraid to talk about it. So we're not going to do that. Um, and I don't want to end this episode talking about a period, but or I didn't want to end this episode talking about a period, but <laughs> or lack thereof in my case. Uh, but I feel like periods end sentences, so they can also end podcast episodes. So thank y'all for tuning in, and you know the drill. If you have any questions, comments, or anything, drop them below. Um, reach out to me on social media. Send me an email, and I'll talk to you guys again in two weeks. Bye.